Alright guys, for the first time ever, we're going to hear from Luke Longley. He's doing a speaking tour and you'll be able to catch him at the uh, State Theatre Centre of WA. That's Heath Ledger Theatre, in fact. If you're looking for tickets, artsculturaltrust.wa.gov.au. Now, we've seen a lot when it Mm. comes um, to Luke. We know a lot about Luke's career, three-time NBA player, uh, champion, should I say. And then, I guess, highlighted just recently, Nathan, for all of us, when Michael Jordan put out his last dance. We're wondering where the great West Australian was in a lot of that we got stuff. we got glimpses of him. Well, now we get to hear I was from wondering him. Too. Hey, Luke. <laughs> hey, Luke. Hey, Luke. How are you? That must have been a mad time for you, Luke. Yeah, it was. It was inter- really interesting. Actually, it was interesting sort of cocktail of emotions. Obviously, I was disappointed, and I certainly wasn't crossed. I understood. Uh, I sort of understand that uh, what the sexy parts of that story were, and that's what Netflix is all about. But by the same token, I was a little bit disappointed. Probably actually that. You know, the, the Australian angle wasn't represented. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was interesting. But that actually did me a favour because without leaving me out of the Netflix doctor, I probably wouldn't have taken the time or had the interest to do the Australian story thing. Yeah, which, that was so yeah, good. Was really, really good. Really good thing for me. Yeah, yeah. So I was happy with that. When you were over there right at the start, because I'm guessing there weren't too many international, like you know, like Australian celebrities, like flooded the market as what there is now. Yep. When you were doing interviews and stuff, Luke. Was did they have to put subtitles up for you? <laughs> like, what was the deal? Did, could people understand you? Because well, they didn't have a frame of reference. No, well, they did because Crocodile Dundee yeah, had okay. come out. So yeah, yeah. It was all prawns on the Barbie and, and that yes. sort of thing. But Americans are pretty ethnocentric, you know. I, I got funny questions in America. In you know things like, do you guys do Christmas? Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Americans, they've learned a bit since then. They yes. know who we are now. We introduced ourselves, in, or Paul Hogan introduced us in, yeah. in a lot of ways. But, yeah, when I went there, no one had really known a few people, but there hadn't been a lot of people even go to college in America yeah. in the pathway. Um, and, you know, now we've got hundreds of kids yeah. here, actually more girls than boys even, uh, men than women, I should say. Um, and it's a great resource because it's, it's a full ride, edu- um, sponsored education and, yeah, Yes. To play basketball every day, and it's just a such a good lurk if you're if you're into basketball and you're young and you feel like yeah. travelling. I saw right. Andrew Vlahov's daughter's just headed yeah. over to play yeah. college yeah. over there. Yeah. Luke, you went to college, which you talked about before, but then you're the number one pick, and all of a sudden you're thrust into the the limelight. Off to the Timberwolves was the first port of call. Mm. How was that? Um, you know, there was so much fanfare around you at that point in time. Yeah, the fanfare didn't last long. I struggled when I first got to the NBA. I um. I had a contract holdout, which meant I didn't join the team for a couple of months. And by the time I got there, my name was Mud. You know, they'd already started playing. And I had my sort of little college game that worked, which really didn't work in the NBA. So I had to, really had to reinvent myself when I got to, to the NBA. And, you know, you know, Minnesota in those days was a pretty mercenary environment. We were yep. losing the majority of the games and yeah, no fun in the early years. There's one part when you decided, well, you know, when you move teams around, you just thought, now's the time I've got to start throwing my weight around, and you decided I'm going to start, um, you know, firing up against a, some a of those fellow big guys. Yeah, yeah, so that they don't think that they can stare you down and get one over you. Yeah, I had, well, it was sort of, it's, it's, it was basically there's a sort of a, a big dog pack sort of mentality in, in sport, men's sport anyway, and if there's any perceived sort of uh, weakness or hesitancy or whatever it is that, it gets tested, and so I was getting tested a lot in my... I was never a... I never punched my chest very much or blood turtle screamed <laughs> yeah. at the crowd. It's not I really your nature, is it? Yeah. 
No, well, nowadays everyone makes a laugh and they want to flex down on somebody. <laughs> I find it bizarre. But, yeah. um, and so the Americans didn't really read me at all. They, they, they read my sort of, um, I guess, uh, quieter nature as, as weakness. Oh, and like so a, like a psychopath you were. You yeah. just kept it all in and that's just right. scared well, that's of them. Cold and calculating. To, yeah. <laughs> I decided to, um, so, so I was getting people going at me a bit, so I decided to just blew a couple of them and see how that went, and that went well, and it didn't really test me after that. that yeah, but it cost well. you a bit of money. Tell us about some of the fines you were how much money you were oh, getting fined. Yeah, it cost me a lot of money. I don't, I don't even remember the numbers, mate, but in the NBA you get fined for games missed, and that would have, I think I was on about $2 million a year then, and there's 82 oh. games, so you guys do the math. And I think I got suspended for, over the course of that first year, probably three or four games, so you know, 5% of my salary or whatever it was. So, yeah, it was expensive for sure. Oh, my God. Wow. When you're around I that much. I can see there's no mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't well, hear the gears turning on Shawnee Mac. Yeah, no, you can't. Hey, look, when you're around that much money, you know, because, you know, yes. throughout your career you would have seen some big pay packs. Yeah, Michael Jordan, for example. Does it, does it ever become normal or is it just Is it always gobsmacking? Just the, the, that's just what it is. Yeah, I hate to say, but it does it does become a bit normal. You get used yeah. to all your friends having expensive cars and making decisions about where they have their holidays. Um, and you do you do run the risk of getting disconnected from um, the people, the regular existence yeah. Of, yeah. of everybody. And I think um, I tried really hard, and my family did a really good job of you know keeping me. Um, I came home every off season. I didn't. I didn't sort of hang in LA and, and party in Paris and that. I had young kids that came home. I went to Denmark. I actively sort of tried to keep myself grounded in in uh, in Australia and, and with my people, as they say. And I think I did a good job. But nonetheless, yeah, it does become it's, un, it's an unreal existence, and I don't think it's obviously a healthy one. But that's not healthy for anyone. Playing three NBA championships, all under Phil Jackson at the time. We saw a lot of him, um, and we've heard a lot about him mm. along the journey. Did you have a good relationship with him as the as the greatest coach we've seen? Yeah, I, I loved Phil. You know, I loved him uh, as a coach, and once he wasn't my coach, I became very good friends with him. And um, you know, as a man, he's he's a good bloke to have in your corner, and um, I'm in his corner as well. In fact, he's the um, he's spent the most time down here out of. None of the other guys have really been down here much. Americans don't like to travel internationally. Um, oh. Phil came down for three weeks in between jobs, and um, I'm just going to jump out of my Uber, so you'll hear a door close, but I'm okay. not going to lose my, my laser-sharp focus that I have on you guys. <laughs> right but also, be um, polite enough so you don't get your, um, yes, your yeah, rating Don't slam it too hard. Taken down, yeah. all right? So. Thank you, sir, for the ride. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. That's, in, that, that, that's, that's in the high 9.4.9s yeah. or something. That'll, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Hey, Luke, with <laughs> Phil, um, when he was coming with um, philosophies and um, ways to motivate you, was he coming at all different angles? And, and did that suit you, some of the stuff we saw in the last dance? Yeah, it suited me really well. That was the way to, um, that was the way to coach me, I suppose. I was much, much better with the... The carrot and then the stick, as yes. they say, yeah. and Phil's sort of philosophies really suited me. And I think he was great at, at uh, reading guys and using whatever sort of techniques or whatever uh, approaches were appropriate for those guys and certainly picked me right, that's for sure. Can I just take a moment to say, what would that Uber driver have been thinking with you <laughs> saying all that stuff? He was hearing well, all these big names going, if he didn't know who you are, what the hell is this guy talking well, about? 
I'll tell you, I do have a small... So, you know, one of the questions I thought you might ask today was, what are you doing, Luke? You've been chilling on your farm for eight years and now all of a sudden you're doing a talking show. And um, appropriately enough, one of the reasons I decided to sort of get out and do a bit more other than the last dance and all that sort of stuff is after the last dance, I was in a taxi and this young bloke spent the whole time, you know, from Perth Airport to Fremantle, it's like 40 minutes and $600. Um, (laughs) And he spent basically the whole time telling me about the last dance and how great the bulls were and Michael Jordan this and Dennis Roman that. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I'm going to have to take a selfie and the whole bit, which is fine. Like, that's part of the contract. When you play for the public, you do that, and I'm happy to do that. And we got to the end of the ride, and he still hadn't seen to me. And I said, mate, do you know there was an Australian on that team? He said, nah. So he had no idea who you were. No. And he was just no randomly idea. telling he, you about it. That's right. And it, well, he's the biggest fan of the 90 Bulls and all this stuff. Oh. And anyway, so I just got out of the cab. I said, thanks very much. I paid him to go out of the cab, close the door. And um, I was sitting there having a cup of tea five minutes later thinking to myself, I I had thinking that I've done much too good a job of being under the radar. Yes, like, haven't you? Oh, my was, God. It was, time to, it was time to lead into it a little bit, you know. And <laughs> oh, clearly, <laughs> well, Bill Cartwright gets a good are. mention. I mean, Horace Grant, he played power forward. But Bill, um, Will Perdue, they're getting runs. And, yeah, it was... Imagine that's, that. That's bizarre because, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of like young people. Idiot. Imagine that. Then a guy goes, he did just, look familiar. Yeah, and then Google just, it. Oh, my God. Like, that guy's so tall. He should have played basketball. Oh, yeah. Luke. Well, well it's <laughs> sort of... I mean, that's, that, that's one of those fate things, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, like... It definitely crystallised my mind. Yeah. It definitely catalyzed me into our thought, okay, I'm going to say <laughs> yes to the next time those <laughs> lean-ups <laughs> from What made that era so special at the Bulls compared to, you know, you played at Timberwolves, you yeah. played at New York, you went to Phoenix. And and you see clubs, and particularly the New York Knicks, right, they should be a big-time yes. team. They've had draft upon draft to be able to build a team. They've never got They've it right. They've never cracked it. What makes an organisation so good, do you think? Well, the Knicks clearly had their faults because they traded for me. Um, <laughs> where I am. You're the big uh, dog. I actually I ended my career as the uh, basically as the planes hit the twin towers. I was retiring, and I oh. managed to get a jet out of LA two day private jet out of LA two days later, and never went back. Basically, that was the wow. But anyway, that's my New York story. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. what made it special? Well, you know, if I give you a list, no one's going to come to the show. This is partly what the show. Yeah, is okay, about. But, okay. Um, clearly, clearly, MJ's um, appetite for destruction and Phil's. Um, Keen sort of eye on the horizon, steady leadership, and um, and amazing handsome ginger role players. Yes, I think it's you know simple as that. That's what every team yeah, needs—a giant ginger role yeah. player. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I've got That's a question. That, I've got a question that I don't think will be in your show. Um, so <laughs> I can guarantee it. I've no doubt. I've yeah. no doubt. Okay. So you're um, seven foot two, right? So, and yeah. as we all know, that's pretty tall. That's pretty tall. And you've always been a tall man living in an average height world. So when you go over mm. to the NBA where it is just littered with tall people, is everything over there built for taller people in the locker rooms, <laughs> the chairs they have, the, toilet, the tables, yep. the toilets? Is it all built for tallies? You would think so. It's a very good question, but no, it's not. So the arenas have normal-sized shower heads. They do have slightly taller chairs for the sideline because when you're sitting on the sideline, yeah. the floor is on top of the floor on top of the floor. So you sit on the chair, but then often the floor is sort of a foot higher in front of you. So they've yeah. made tall chairs. But no, one of my big, uh, it's, a, it's a costly exercise, but I love redesigning furniture and houses and whatever I can that, to make me fit. And sometimes it just involves an axe. 
and a screwed, you know, and a, and a, and a, and a sort of some crude furniture gets made. But no, it's not. And I, it always surprises me. Oh, For instance, when I was in college, the yeah. arena was built for basketball, and all of the all the shower heads hit me square in the navel. He had the cleanest genitals in the land. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. The big grubby, big, big grubby upstairs. Yes. Um, I, actually, I actually snuck in one night. I had a key to the gym. The coach let me have one as part of my deal. I had a key to the arena. Yeah. And I'd go in late at night and shoot when I was trying to become a real basketball player instead of a pretender. Yeah. And... I snuck in there with some um, with some vice grips and some plumbing bits and extended the, um, the shower head up. It was nearly three feet. Now. I had you basically replumbed the bathrooms for tall people. We did renovations. <laughs> yeah. I did a little plumbing renovation at the pit in Albuquerque. Anyway, I went back 20 years later and they sort of had me as a guest and I went to the locker room with of the boys and they were telling me the new team to tell me they were they would fight over who got Luke's shower. <laughs> Wait, that is a legacy, my friend. That's yeah, that's a great But why aren't there 12 tall showers? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. even if it's a tall person's sport. I automatically assume yes. it would be built, especially yes. when so much money gets put in. And, yeah. and, and even if a person's shorter, the water, if it's taller, it still hits it's them. It still hits them. Yeah. Um, Luke, what about that's at right. home? Because obviously Anna, your partner, is significantly shorter than you. Do you have... Tall kitchen benches and short kitchen benches. How does that work? Very insightful. Um, originally, we had all tall kitchen benches, and Anna started getting problems with her shoulders <laughs> and elbows from yes. chopping at, at sort of Too chin high. height. Yes. So now the kitchen cooking benches are at Anna height, and the dishwashing benches at my height. There you go. Okay, yeah, perfect. know your roles. <laughs> once again, yeah, once right. again, playing your role. I like yeah. it. Playing that straight up. <laughs> Luke, have you enjoyed being a part of the Australian team over the uh, well the last decade? You, you you know, once you retired, you've been in the coaching scene, and, and mm. it looks like we've got some really great players. Yeah, I've loved it. Being with the Boomers definitely brought me back to basketball. In fact, yeah. brought me back in general, gave me something to feel good about in, in a way, and um, certainly part of my um, part of a huge part of my life has been with the national team. I'm not doing it anymore at the moment, but um, I love. I love our national program. I think when you were talking about college earlier on, I wanted to say that I get calls every week from college teams and they want an Aussie in their team. Yeah, they don't right. actually care which Aussie. They yeah, just wow. want an Aussie. Send them Nathan, so that they see what happens. Have... Oh my God, that'll <laughs> be a surprise. <laughs> but they, um, they just, Aussies in America have a reputation of being hard working, as being uncompromising, as you know, being good at school, being good teammates. People just want Aussies in the locker room and around the club wow. and, um, I think that's such a great legacy for Australian basketball to have. Or legacy, I don't know if that's the right word. It's such a great reputation yeah. for Australian basketball to have. And um, that makes me proud, you know. Yeah, we, well, you started it. We're punching. Well, yeah, well, I didn't start it, but I certainly feel like I contributed along the way. <laughs> and um, and I love it. I love that they all want to be. And Delhi, you know, Matthew Delhi Dover, probably, to be honest, has done yeah. more than me in that regard. Everyone wants a Delhi in their love for me. He yeah. was so professional, you know, he... He got everything out of his body and probably a little bit more. I mean, he really sort of physically and skill-wise yeah. um, was a marginal NBA player, but he made himself a great NBA player. Yeah. And they all think it because he's Australian. They don't know that he's a maniac in the gym, but um, <laughs> he, he really does work harder than anybody yeah. else. You see players like Josh Giddy as well that just well, going over there and blowing stuff, people yeah, away. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, like, and they are legends these days. But like, um, and they all are. But like, yes. you know, th- there's something about a classic legend from when you were to- uh, when you were playing. Who are you really close with still? Uh, well, Phil for sure. Yeah. Um, Scotty, Scotty, and I speak a lot. Um, 
Steve Kerr, speak a fair hit to him, a yeah. fair bit, Randy Brown. Um, Dennis Rodman? Well, really, I mean, I, it's hard to get Dennis over to be <laughs> I can imagine. Um, <laughs> I love Dennis, but he's, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's difficult. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a bit busy sorting out North Korea, yeah, you know, he's right. got a lot on his plate. <laughs> He tried to get me to go to North Korea oh for that first God. one when he had the ga- exhibition game. Yeah. And I was keen to go and sort of have a look up the skirt of it. thought it was amusing until I started talking to my friends and they all talked me out of it. And in hindsight, I'm really glad I didn't get involved. So God, that was a, imagine thank you, that. Thank you to my wife and friends for being the voice <laughs> of reason. Yeah, yeah no, no, you would have been everywhere say, with that. Like, like North Korea, of course, that would be amazing if you could go safely. The one person you don't go with is Dennis Rodman. <laughs> 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 like, this could turn yeah, on exactly, a dime. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I, and I remember the interview he did where he was uh, clearly drunk and, uh, um, well, at least I knew he was drunk. I don't know if everyone could tell, but he was quite drunk and the interviewer, put it on him straight away about the American political prisoners that were currently in North Korea and how did Dennis feel about that. And he started ranting. I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> all, a lot of my mates were in the behind him. You know, there was Cliff Robinson and Kenny Anderson and yeah. I'd play with them. Their faces behind him, watching watching Dennis melt down on international television. Oh. They're all guilty by association. I'm yeah. thinking I'm glad there's not a yeah. I'm glad there's not a big ginger in the background. Yes, exactly. That's when you don't want to be in the background. Well, I might have I might have I might have just tackled him out of camera. Yeah, that's done. right. Oh, I would have paid right. left him. He's got the Kanye's about him, doesn't he? Does, he? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's like, shh, now. Luke, uh, we really appreciate it. We could talk time. to you all day, Luke. It's yeah. so interesting. I, I don't know. We can't give out everything because <laughs> no. uh, there's so many different angles that you'll be covering. www.artsculturetrust is one word, .wa.gov.au. That's where you buy your tickets to see Luke Longley talking about um, his career and his this, time in the NBA. This Saturday too, so hurry up and get tickets. We really appreciate your time. And mm. by the way, um, we're, we're, we're waiting for an invitation from your mm. wife. Mm. Many years ago, we did a book oh, uh, launch with her and we're going to have tea she, with She said that if we launched a book, she'd cook us dinner. And we're still you, waiting. Oh, really? Can mm. you remind her of mm. that, please? Well, I will remind her of that. She's, she's uh, got an impeccably bad memory, so <laughs> if I... I'll tell her that and she'll, uh, yes, absolutely, let's go. When are we doing it? I'll make a date. I'll All get right. on to you about yep. it. Yeah, and um, I'll help you wash up the dishes at the tall bench. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so. not, I'm not tall enough to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Luke. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for having me along. I've I enjoyed it. Oh, Glad you work, Thank Luke. You, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. Nathan, Nat and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.